the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back. It's hour two at 10.02, the last edition of the morning version of Wake Up with Randy Corcoran here on 710 KNUS. Peter Boyles takes over this slot next Saturday. I will be moving to 5 p.m. Very interested to see if we can keep up the energy and the enthusiasm and who's around on, on uh, Saturday nights. Full lines, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. I just want you to remember, I mentioned this last week, biggest story of them all that nobody was paying attention to. How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's Joe Rogan. controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York yeah, we Post. have that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? Mark Zuckerberg. So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was the, – we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of – um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we we also have this third party fact checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And yeah, for the, we don't want I think to be it was deciding. five or seven days when it was basically being, um, being determined whether it was false. Um, I, I think I'm going to play the rest of that. It's only about 30 more. Well, it's about a minute left. Um, just so you can hear and remember the whole context of that clip, because then I've got something fresh to do, and then we'll get right back to the phones. So when um, you say the distribution is decreased, in, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically, the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely by what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. But I mean, but basically, a um, a lot of people were still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously this is a hyper political issue. So depending on what side of the political spectrum, you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much. But right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country. It's a very professional law enforcement. They come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something that I want to take that seriously. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I No, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was it basically fit the pattern. What? Say so you need to be on guard about that story? I, I No, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was it basically fit the pattern. So let me say a couple of things about that. Then I want to play a very short clip from the press secretary uh, related to it. 
But just think about a couple of things that you heard there. Uh, Zuckerberg, the FBI is still a very professional law enforcement organization. And listen, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I was in a federal court in a settlement conference, a civil slip and fall case, and um, things ran late. And the judge, uh, there was a judge who was sick. So our judge had to step out of our settlement conference and uh, go handle a criminal docket. And there was a I don't know, I don't remember, multi-year investigation that had gone on. And we heard uh, arguments of the counsel, uh, from counsel about why the guy should be let out and why he shouldn't and what had been you know, obtained over the years in this investigation. And it just – it all sounded top-notch. And of course, you know, I'm inherently a defense lawyer, so I was thinking about um, responses to the things that I was hearing. But it was just top-notch. But how can you say at the start of that interview, what should be the biggest story, but the left is so good at coming up with a new, you know, squirrel, look over here. Don't uh, don't get distracted by the awful things that we're doing to you uh, because Trump. 2016, the FBI knew, very quickly knew that the Russia collusion hoax, the Steele dossier were nonsense. James Comey, FBI director, took classified documents home and then leaked them to the New York Times. No prosecution. Comey came out and he identified what Hillary Clinton had done. Uh, someone who was not the president of the United States had no authority to declassify documents as Donald Trump did and was using a private server at her home for classified information, classified communications. And Comey came out and said, well, I, we've, I've concluded that no – we've concluded that no reasonable prosecutor could ever uh, convict on these facts. And then they, they blow up this investigation into Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago and they take those pictures of documents scattered around on the floor. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever been in any of Donald Trump's facilities or seen pictures of inside of his offices – uh, the FBI laid those documents out next to magazine covers and things, totally staged, completely um, being used to leak out damaging and dangerous uh, or damaging information about how dangerous Donald Trump is because they're trying to put together a legal case. Doesn't look like they've got it. Dick Morris last week said he believes Trump will be indicted. We're going to have to elect him anyway. Um, just fascinating. But – the FBI has lost my respect because they are a politicized organization. And so that is not a criticism of ground level cops who are, you know, get in a search warrant or get an order and have to go do their job. You know, maybe the ones who are more principled should think about a different line of work or pushing back. We have whistleblowers now talking with Republican senators. When the Republicans take the House and especially if they take both the House and the Senate, these investigations are going to be epic. We have the Attorney General, the never-to-be Supreme Court Justice, Attorney General Merrick Garland, Garland threatening FBI whistleblowers overtly, publicly. But most importantly, this. So you need to be on guard about that story? 
I, I no, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, you, but it was it you, basically fit the pattern. Did you need to be on guard about that story? Hunter Biden's laptop? No, well, I Mike Mark Zuckerberg, he of the steel trap mathematical mind, don't really remember if it was that story in particular. It was just in general because you know they thought in 2016 that there was um, a whole lot of Russian disinformation. Remember, the only Russian disinformation that's ever been proven, and this is not denied, is about $100,000 worth of, wait for it, Facebook ads that some Russian operatives bought during the 2016 election. By the time of the FBI coming to Mark Zuckerberg prior to the 2020 election to get them to suppress the Hunter Biden story, the Hunter Biden laptop story, the story that by all accounts, by all polling that's gone on, nothing to the contrary, had people been made aware of the criminality, of the drug addiction, of the sexual depravity, maybe throw in the, uh, gee, I'm now the president, but I used to shower with my little girl, president of the United States, piece of that puzzle. That in spite of the election fraud, they would have undeniably elected Donald Trump. Remember, he lost by a total of around 44,000 votes nationwide in specific districts where votes were muled, signature verifications were minimized, on and on and on. But I digress. We knew, Zuckerberg knew by the time the FBI came and said, hey, Suppress, I don't remember if it was the laptop story, but, you know, something like that. Suppress because we think more Russian disinformation. We already knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. The New York Post, who was completely shut out of Twitter and suppressed on Facebook and elsewhere, eventually got the story out. Never denied. No prosecutions. We hear, you know, Twitterings. It's the wrong word. We hear little bird tweeting about maybe an investigation is going on. Might be the way they take Biden out as he continues to drag their party into the dirt. Truly the most significant story so far of the last several weeks. And when asked in a White House just a day or so ago, asked in a White House press conference, Whether emails have come out showing that the White House is communicating with social media giants about the narrative, about the narrative. And so when asked, here's what Joe Biden's also mentally deficient, but she's certainly not demented. She's just not very sharp, not very good. at. Maybe she's a smart girl. I don't know. She's not very good at this job. Has the administration helped Twitter and Facebook with talking points about what the administration believes is misinformation or how much coordination is there between the administration um, and social media companies? So I, I, I don't have anything to, to share with you on that. I'm not going to comment on, on that right this time. <laughs> the, the, the attorney generals from Missouri what? and uh, Louisiana said there's a vast censorship enterprise um, across a multitude of federal agencies. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to comment. Yeah, I, I just I, my spin team, the White House spinmeisters, propagandists, the Alinsky radicals who create our messaging haven't quite figured out how to do what to do with the release 
of these emails from the White House to social media companies on messaging, on the narrative. And what is the press sec in this transparent administration, this unifying, transparent, installed presidential administration do? Well, I just don't have anything to say about that right now. Just don't have a thing. Okay. I do apologize to full lines. Let's get back to the phones. We'll start with Johnny on line one. Johnny, good morning. Yeah, I just want to remind uh, Rip that the federal government was flying people uh, from the border uh, to different states long before the, this governor in Texas was doing it. So he might have you know, had amnesia or, or concerning that fact. All right. Now, uh, yeah, I'm running for HD5 here in Denver, and I was watching this other podcast with Wayne Dupree in the last 45 minutes. He showed this video of Nancy Pelosi saying the red, the blue wave is going to come through Colorado. Now, I don't know if that was something that she did this week or if he took that from a, a, a previous uh, press a conference that she had, but I just thought, like, I'm going to go capture that because it's, it's her saying that, and I'm thinking, like, if it was recently, does that mean that the fix is in here in Colorado? Well, I don't know, Johnny. I, I don't know the date of the speech um, or the comment from Nancy Pelosi. Uh, the idea that there's going to be, be a blue wave nationwide is pretty darn but no, funny. no, no, no. No, she says it's going to come through no, Colorado. I, I know, but that means a blue wave coming through Colorado, starting in Colorado or something like that. Anyway, who, who knows? But really, who cares? I mean, the left lies, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, they, so they, let's, they project a lot of stuff. Let's there. talk about the most important two questions of the entire weekend. Are you ready? Okay, gotcha. What should I rename, if at all, the new... Saturday at evening show at 5 p.m. And will you listen? Of course, you know, get out of here. I'm a, I'm a faithful listener. <laughs> right. uh, okay, okay. I know you've heard the movie um, School Days, but at the end of the movie, they had this guy clapping his hand and says, Wake up. Wake up. And that's what a lot of us have been asleep at the wheel. Yeah. These people infiltrated into these different areas. And now we're waking up and saying, wait a minute, what happened? Well, that's exactly right. That's basically a summary of what my wife said eight years and nine months ago when we named the first daily morning show that I was doing. And I said, well, what if, we, what if I'm on a, at a different time down the road? And she said, no, it's all about wake the heck up. And so um, she's pretty strong on that, but I am taking suggestions for the new show. We've had uh, stand up, wind up, shake it up. Um, happy hour with Randy <laughs> Corporan. So, um, Johnny, it's always good to hear from you. Good luck on your campaign. Give your website, please. It's um, Johnny, that's J-O-H-N-N-I-E, J for Colorado House District 5.com. The longest political website in the history of the world. <laughs> I know. The next time around, I'll, I'll shorten it up. But this time, hey... It's a beginner's luck. You, know. you bet. God bless you, Johnny. We really do appreciate it. Let's go to Bill in Inglewood. Bill, good morning. Good morning, Randy. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. I enjoy Johnny. 
<laughs> oh, he's the best. His enthusiasm is just amazing. He came to a Tea Party meeting a week or two ago, or a week or two, a meeting or two ago. And uh, it was the first time I'd met him in person. And he is just, uh, he's as good in person as he is on the on the phone. I wish I could vote for him. Yeah. Um, well, you can help him. Yeah, that's true. Um, I wrote down, I have a little list, because I, dis- I distract myself. Um, I'm going to the Golden Cruise this afternoon, uh, which I do every month, which is phenomenal. Um, but I, I wanted to say I enjoy uh, three of you on the station, Peter for his history, George for his legalese, and you for your steadfast determination to fight for the us that are, um, well, Princess Diana called them those at the bottom. Hmm. Um, Thank you. And it is funny. I mean, I, the, some of the biggest fights I have are against my own party or my own colleagues. <laughs> and yet, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we claim to all be standing for the same things, but um, some people want to talk about issues. I want to talk about the survival of America. Well, Thank you very and much. that's what I was thinking of, and that reminds me of Jack Phillips. He's going on ten years, and you've stood behind him. Um, he still can't wait, bake a wedding cake. Um, and off air, I can tell you about some other things about him. But the other thing I wanted to get to was one is of Trump. The other is um, at Mount Evans, the Echo Lake Lodge is closing after 40 years, that restaurant up there. Uh, two years of COVID did them in, and they can't hire help. So it's going away. Um, if you get it, they're going to close in October. So you got one last chance to get up there and have a great buffalo brats or um, get some souvenirs. Of course, Mount Evans still open. The um, icons are falling. Yep. Well, yep. you should call into Mike Boyle's restaurant show and let him know about that. I will, and I do have some baseballs for him. But the last thing I wanted to say is I got accosted by a neighbor. We've been good friends for quite a while, and somehow politics came up. Huh. And his question to me was, would you vote for Trump? Um, and his description of Trump was morally bankrupt. Uh, and I, I've never talked to anyone that hates Trump. I've never met anyone that hates, has so much dislike for an individual, um, personally, in a conversation and I wanted to say, well, it's none of your business. It's none of your business who I would vote for, but I would rather he not run because I think he can do more outside of D.C. Uh, with his money. Uh, but the main reason, and I told him this, I said, you and I both have grandchildren, and they will never see the future um, that we were raised in if this continues. We. It, they will will be bankrupt as a as a country, and um, it's a sad future. Looking at what's going on and if it continues. So, the last thing, um, Putin was on. I saw Putin addressing some school kids, and he has palsy. His he couldn't stop his legs from shaking. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, weird, strange times that we're living in. Yeah, but there's a good future coming. Oh, I, I, I am. My optimism is so high right now. 
uh, people, you know, oh, the polls, the Republicans are losing. Republicans lost some special districts. Yeah, we've had some crummy candidates out there talking about save Ukraine and other things that people right now in an America in decline could care less about. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I just want to know, um, you know, um, when can I start driving again because of the, of the ridiculous prices of fuel? Yeah. Where I don't okay. compromise uh, my my children's uh, meals and things like that. Bill, I I appreciate you waiting to weigh in. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Get back up to that restaurant and definitely call my buddy Mike Boyle this uh, today or tomorrow on the restaurant I will. show. Thank you. God and bless. I'll be listening to you. All right. Cool. Thank you. Bye. All right. Nobody has said, "Nah, forget it." I'm just stuck here nine to noon, and so I have to listen to something. But once you're gone, I'm not coming. So. I hope you'll make room for both shows starting next week. When I move to 5 o'clock, Peter Boyle steps in here 9 to noon. It's 1022, 303-696-1971 is the number as calls pour in. Let's get to our break, and we will return more you when we come back on 710 KNUS. Left a good job at 9 a.m. on Saturdays. Moved to 5 p.m., Bringing everybody along. All right. 303-696-1971 is our number. Phone lines are full. Really can't wait to see if we can keep that momentum when we move to 5 p.m. next Saturday. Uh, Interesting text message came in from, um, I guess I won't name her, uh, but uh, uh, and I, I don't know if it's somebody I know or not, but they've got my private cell phone number. Hi, Randy. I worked for the FBI in 1977. Headquarters in D.C. for three years in fingerprints and their Dallas field office, 1982, for four years in evidence and fingerprints. When I worked there, we didn't have all this political junk. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. It changed when Obama took over. They shouldn't put all these attorneys general in as directors, should have put field office agents in there. It was always there to back up police departments. Best jobs I ever had in the 36 jobs that I have had since I started working. I met my husband there 40 years ago. What an interesting story from a listener this morning. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm the guy who goes to pro police rallies and, uh, um, watches the founder of pro police rally Colorado, you know, get bashed in the head with a skateboard. Um, because the police there were told to stand down when Antifa raided our stage. But I still support good law enforcement, especially at the ground level. It's this nonsense that's going on politically, and it's just almost too much to to bear. And I said it last week, I nothing that's happened over the last week or so, the, the half-assed explanations about why the FBI is doing what they're doing and and what else would you have them do and all of that? Um, FBI needs to be fully reformed or replaced top down. And there will be plenty of good jobs for plenty of good ground-level field officers and agents on and on and on. But what we got now, it's bad. It is politically bad. All right. Well, we are halfway through the final show. Let's get back to the phones. Jim apparently has a suggestion, a new name for the afternoon, evening version of Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. Jim, welcome. Hey, good morning. Uh, My suggestion would be uh, from Wake Up to Wise Up. I like it. I think it makes sense. It's not morning. Wise Up is more of an afternoon term, right? (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, I'm getting a lot of stuff, uh, suggestions. I'm getting woke up, not wake up, or wake up, not woke up with Randy, uh, unwoke with Randy Corcoran, stay alert with Randy Corcoran, America first with Randy Corcoran, wind up, step up, shake it up. So a lot of good suggestions coming in. Um, Jim, I, your voice sounds familiar. Do you call the show or shows here periodically? Yeah, I, it's probably been two months since I uh, okay. phoned into you on a Saturday. Okay. All right. Anything we don't else? always agree, but uh, you know, I, I still kind of listen. Well, because I, I think if I'm recognizing your voice, aren't you the guy that really bashes America First Republicans and uh, calls us Trump tards and all of that? Isn't that you? I may have used that term in the uh, past. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, okay. you know, if we had better candidates, um, something between uh, a libtard and a rhino. Um, Maybe we could uh, have a political party that would represent uh, those of us that uh, make us go in those directions. Well, what what would you like uh, a Republican Party to do in representing you? Do you want a party that stands up for sovereignty and secure borders, that stands up for a strong military defense but not uh, venturing off into foreign interference? Do you want lower taxes and greater prosperity? I mean, what what are you looking for? Well, that sounds like a pipe dream. Uh, is there a political party out there that actually stands for those um, truly? Well, the party that Donald, I mean, the political party. what Donald Trump is morphing, kicking and screaming the Republican Party into is exactly that. That's what MAGA is. Yes. That's what we experienced I, I during four years of his presidency. And, and that's why the, uh, the rhinos are the true never-Trumpers. Ain't it so? Um, I, I, think the, I think the libtards would like nothing more than uh, Donald Trump's uh, wing of the, uh, what's left of the destroyed Republican Party to uh, win the nomination. See, it's, um, it's and, just, and I think, I, I just couldn't disagree with you more. The reason that they're trying to slam us and knock us out, the reason the installed president of the United States came out and in front of a blood red Independence Hall with, with Marines guarding the doors gave this hate MAGA Republican speeches because they know that we're winning. They know that we're going to wipe them out, and they can't stand that they're, they're so close to their utopian vision of the United States, and we're not going to let them pull it off. They know it. Well, I, I disagree. I think what Donald Trump truly did was he uh, destroyed the Republican Party, and now it is the MAGA Party, and uh, I think the MAGA Party will uh, promote... Uh, um, um, than ever before, which might be a good thing, but the more people in this nation that vote, then the fewer that actually vote for the Republicans. So, so this this is I, this is definitely the this is definitely the gym that I remembered. I'm glad we finally pulled you yeah, out of it, and I yeah. appreciated you calling in, you know, with a with a name suggestion and all of that. But you said destroyed the Republican Party. This is the Republican oh, yeah. Party. No, no. This is the Republican Party that's raised more money than ever. This is the Republican Party that has welcomed in more black people, more Hispanics, more women, more gay people, more people of all of the different stripes that the Democrats want to carve us into than any other party or than any, any other time in our history. And they did this all under Donald Trump. How can you still call it the Republican Party then? I think it's Donald Trump's party. Because I, I look, saying, have you read the, the have Republican you party any have you read the Republican platform? No, I have not. Okay, 
Well, if you've if you followed along um, the years, decades of the Republican Party and read the platform, what the Republican Party is supposed to stand for, what it says it stands for, what its members vote and implement um, to to be the precepts and the principles and the foundation of what the Republican Party mm-hmm. stands for, uh, that's exactly the type of changes. Those are exactly the types of changes that the Republican Party. Uh, got directed toward under the leadership of Donald Trump, and we're marching fast and heavy that direction, and it's very, very positive. Well, one last thing. I think sure. it is a positive. Um, however, here's the thing. The people that have voted for Donald Trump are the workers of America, and uh, I don't believe the old Republican uh, establishment party represents um, the stupid people um, in America, and when I say stupid people, I'm not being completely sarcastic. The workers, the brown people, okay? The workers are immigrants or stupid people, the people that pay 28% on their taxes. The smart people is the rhino party. They're the 15% people. They're the people that complain when a plumber comes out to their house that uh, uh, that, that they're charging too much. You know, I, it's mean, a, I don't it, believe the Republican Party in its old form will will represent the workers, which by and large are brown people. Then I think that you would love the changes of the Republican Party under Donald Trump because it has become the Workers' Party. The Democrat Party is the party of elitists. And it's really – it's disturbing to me, Jim, that you identify the workers of America as the brown people because that's nonsense. I understand that there are plenty of you know illegal immigrants and others who come in. Immigrants. Work is for immigrants. Man, I grew I grew up working in restaurants and pumping gas and and bussing tables and doing dishes and and then went got into management and just you know and so many. And you got out of it because well, you smartened up, right? Well, I just kept working my do way you, through. Yeah. Do you, do you work for a living? No. The workers are supposed to be low paid, and generally they are immigrants, wave upon wave. This country has seen. Okay, hmm. so you're not a worker right now, and you somehow are advocating for uh, the working class. I don't believe the Republican Party will ever represent the working class. I know the Democrat libtards do not represent the working class, but I want somebody to be sincere. And rather than telling me that, oh, we're going to represent the working class. What a dour, the Republican Party. What a dour and sour just, outlook I, on I, America, brother. And Donald Trump exactly. How, how is that sour? How is it sour? When even how, how old are you, Blake? Labor and cheap Chinese. <laughs> how, whoops. You know, did you lose the collar? You can bring the collar up. I'm just asking you, how old are you? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I'm 27 years old. Okay. So is uh, Jim, are you still there? Bring the phones back up. There you are. Sorry, Jim. We'd lost you for a second. Um, yeah, I, I'm been here the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, but my 27-year-old white producer, while you were going on your rant, was who is a hardworking – Well, then don't refer to the brown people because it's it's insulting. You're trying to cast this sort of racist – 
tint to Republicans or Republicans who become successful and yet can still stand up for lower taxes and more jobs and increasing wages for the first time in 40 years under this the president whose supporters you have referred to multiple times as Trump tards. It's very sad. That is and the MAGA That's what I'm party. talking about, Randy. And the MAGA party is being overrun by the rhinos. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's exactly the opposite. All right, Jimbo. You're telling me that the MAGA party has overtaken the Republican party? Oh, hell yeah. I am seeing it on the – oh, absolutely. That's why they're so panicked. Listen, they don't go away slowly. Jim, they don't go away slowly. They've got money. They've got money. They've got consultants. They've got histories. They've got connections and webs of communication and support that are going to be very hard to overcome. I was elected to the RNC, much to the disdain of the establishment Republicans who tried to take me out in that election. And I'm sure will try to take me out again if I decide to run in another two years. Yeah, of course. And I think they'll fail more miserably than they did the first time. Uh, but the, so are you trying to overtake the Republican Party and rename it? Or why are you partnering with the Republican no, I'm holding, Party I'm, that doesn't want the MAGA Party to even exist? I'm holding why? the Republican Party accountable for what it says it believes, holding its candidates accountable for what they campaign on, that they actually act that way when they get into the office, that if they're going to be Republicans, they honor the Republican uh-huh. platform. And Donald Trump has done more to create that influx of platform-loving, conservative, limited government people into the – and the people that you're sort of – it seems like you're kind of decrying, the stupid people as you like to say, drawn more of those folks into the party at the grassroots level, precincts and caucus and other mechanisms in other states around the country than than at any time in my political activism career. So you just – you couldn't be more wrong. We spent an awful lot of time with Jim. We're up against the top. Jim, I do appreciate you calling in. Take care, guys. Thanks, man. Man, oh, man. All right, Jim's line is the only open line. We I even got Blake going back there. I'm ready. Did did you feel insulted? I mean – Yeah. And then to throw the – Started talking about race and working class. You got to – you know. So many working – That's what makes America. Absolutely. That's what makes America great is the working class. And it's the elites that are in charge of the Democrat Party and the elites that are fighting with for dear life to hang on to control of the Republican Party that could care less about your opportunities or, you know, my grandkids or anything else. Because all they're worried about is fashioning, surrounding themselves with power, building up their own wealth and uh, trying to impose their their utopian vision of a future perfect society on the rest of us when we all know it's nonsense. So I'm glad that got you going, Blake. we got to work together here, Randy. <laughs> all right, brother. I appreciate it. It's 19 minutes to go until 11 o'clock. Phone lines are full, and we'll get right back to your calls when we return on 710K in U.S. Well, you can bet we are bringing that song to the new showtimes, 5 p.m. starting next Saturday. Right here on 710K in US. I mean, Radar loves a cruising song. It just makes me feel good. It's a good way to sort of warm up and ease into it. I don't know. Should I? That's another question. Do we keep the Radar Love as the opening and closing music to the show? I, I don't. I don't see how I let go of that. Not at all. More suggestions are coming in about uh, what to name the show. Good evening with Randy Corcoran. We've got Step Up, Wind Up, Shake It Up, Stay Alert with. Unwoke with, wake up, not woke up with, America first with, uh, wise up. It's 
Did I say that one? No, I guess not. And that one I can't say. Um, sorry, Mr. and Mrs. McTexter. That's, um, that's just not kind. Going to be an awful lot of fun. Peter Boyles will be in this spot, 9 to news, nine to noon next week, and I'll be moving to 5 p.m. And uh, so far, everybody's saying they're going to tune in as well, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Mike's got comments on uh, moving hours. We're going to get to Mike, Mary, and Tim, or Mike, Tim, and Mary in just a second. But I did want to play for you just real quick um, a reminder from the show last week. We had Dick Morris on, very interesting conversation if you missed it. Go back and get the third hour podcast at 710canus.com. Wake up with Randy Corcoran. Uh, we took him pretty much right out of the gate in the final hour. And he had just hung up with a 20-minute tw- phone call with Donald Trump. And uh, so he was fired up. It was I, I finally I tried to ask him some questions. I finally just sort of shut up and got out of the way and let him talk. But um, the rally in Pennsylvania tonight, I think maybe 4 p.m. Eastern, should be epic after all of the Mar-a-Lago nonsense and everything else that's going on. I can't wait. But here's what Trevor Loudon had to say. Um, Part of this show the last few months has been spent with trying to, um, you know, thread that needle with uh, Joe O'Day especially, who is not a pro-life candidate, um, who has, you know, promoted a bigger government by being willing to codify Roe v. Wade. And that has been very disturbing to a lot of the really, you know, MAGA, rock-solid, conservative listeners to this particular show. So much so that on the show and at Tea Party meetings and other events that I've spoken at, um, people have said they would not vote for Joe O'Day. And so, you know, I'm Republican National Committee man. My job is to help get Republicans elected these days. And so there's no one who's more focused on stopping the rise of communism and socialism and the takeover of America by this radical left than my good buddy, Trevor Loudon. And at the end of that interview, I asked him, uh, what do you do with uh, some of these candidates who may not support the Republican platform or support your really core and fundamental values? And I think his response is very educational. Uh, look, in the primaries, we vote for the most patriotic, conservative, hard, hardcore, grassroots activists we can. But the primary objective right now is stopping the communists. And the Democrats are communists now. That's reality. So I'm not happy with some of the Republican candidates around, as I'm, you know, a lot. But we have to stop the communists. So we all have to get out and vote. And we use the primaries to get rid of the weak Republicans and put in strong Republicans. That's where we are right now. I don't see that as necessary evil. That's just the practical politics that we see in front of us right now. Absolutely. If I was in Colorado, um, I'd absolutely be getting behind it and I'd be pushing them and pushing them on the social issues as much as possible. But we have to stop the left because if the left gets another term of office in the country, we, we ain't seen nothing yet compared to what they're going to do to us. Yeah, it was pretty insightful conversation there from my buddy Trevor Loudon. And um, I, I don't think I can disagree. I know there are no open lines, but uh, keep watching. So if you have a thought about that particular comment and the importance of stopping Democrats at all costs, 
with whatever Republicans we have now that our primaries are over, would be very, very interested to hear what you have to say. But let's get to Mike in Aurora, who wants to talk about the changed hours on the show. Mike, oh, I guess we lost Mike. All right, let's try Mary in Denver. Mary, welcome. Hi, good to see you. You too. I am I am the lady that brought you a check for in the parking lot for Denver is dying. Wonderful, Mary. Way back when. Way yeah. back when. Yeah. Anyway, today, I don't understand. I think we have to say, are we going to be socialist, communist, or are we going to be free? If we don't decide how we do, I don't think people understand what socialism is. I don't think they understand. And don't, no more private property, digital credit cards, and... It, to me, it's just, I don't care who it is, we cannot vote Democratic. Yeah. Unless I, you want more, lots more, of what we have against us now. Seems to me very difficult to argue that uh, um, that as we face this crisis, this tipping point, this precipice that our country is is really standing on the brink of right now that um, even a significant issue like uh, I mean uh, the the issue the the issue of life in the womb um, is if we have a candidate who is putting up a fight in every other aspect is uh, showing you know based on polling that uh, he could actually win this seat and then you think about the power of majorities the committees all of that at least and again this is Republican National Committee man talking. My heart is is pounding in my chest uh, because I'm considering voting for a pro-choice candidate, and I haven't done that in years and years and years. But uh, you know what you've said is just, and what coupled with what Trevor just said from last week is a stark reminder to where we're at and just how important these votes and these decisions are going to be, Mary. Second, second thing I need to say. On Saturday afternoon, the gentleman who substituted a man by the name of Virgil, who had retired from XL, tells a story. I can't, I can't repeat it as well as he did, but eventually, XL has been working very closely with the governor to control our electricity and to with these new uh, gauges that they put in, they can turn it off, turn it on whenever they want to. And that's what they intend to do during the winter. Uh, I would recommend that you go listen to this gentleman. It's, it's frightening what they're planning to do here in Denver. Yeah. In Colorado. Yeah, they're going to tell us, you know, the grid is being taxed. Uh, it's funny, when they were starting to prep people in California for the latest announcement that please don't charge your electric. We're not going to sell gas cars by 20, what was it, 2025, 2035, I forget. But we're not going to sell gas cars. But please, because the grid won't hold up and it's going to be hot, don't charge your electric cars this weekend in California. Uh, the, oh, yeah. It's it's just amazing. We want to go to all electric. We can't support all electric. So please don't charge your cars. Don't go anywhere. And when they started rolling out the idea of people backing off of their electricity, I heard a public service announcement in California, which was 
had to do with um, setting your thermostat. And it said, instead of setting – when it's hot out, instead of setting your thermostat at 75, please set it at, thir- at 78. Now, Mary, uh, there's plenty of hot wa- weather in Colorado. I've got air conditioning. I hope you do too. Do you ever set your thermostat at 75 when you're trying to cool off from a hot, hot day? No, but fortunately, it doesn't get too bad till about noon. No, I know, but you know, I'm setting that sucker at seventy, man, seventy-one, seventy-two tops, and mm-hmm. so, sometimes sixty-eight. It's they're just messing with us. They're just I, massaging I, our minds. I really recommend you go back and listen to that gentleman because it's frightening. They're thinking of closing down our huge coal plant. Was that on the Stephen Tubbs and, show? Yes. Okay. It was his his substitute, and I'm sorry I can't remember his name. Was that if that was this week? It was probably Aaron Lapidus. Does that sound right? Uh, Well, I got in late on it. That's that's because we that's because we were all at the uh, Prager Cigar Second Annual Cigar Night. So, Mary, will you be able to listen to Wake Up with Randy Corcoran starting at 5 p.m. next Saturday? Of course. God bless you, Unless my dear it lady. Be a Trump rally. <laughs> oh man, I know. I'll be I'll be playing some Trump rally live on the show. You can always record the rally. You know, don't don't leave me for Trump, Mary. Please, whatever you do. God well, bless he's you. Not, he, he's going to be around too, and you can always hear his afterwards. But yeah, uh, and he will be the uh, next the next nominee and the next president of the United States. You can bank on it. God bless you, Mary. Thank you so much. Huh. I said, God bless you, and thank. Oops, we lost her. All right, Mike, if you can sneak back into that open line, I really wanted to hear what you had to say about the. Oh, too late, <laughs> too late. Um, stand by, Mike. Get get the number on speed dial, and I'll try and give you a heads up when you can sneak in because I really wanted to hear what you had to say about the move to evenings. And I don't know who you are. Might have been good, might have been bad, but we uh, we had a phone blurb there, so we just uh, we lost you, lost everybody at that. One moment, but we've got full lines three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. When we uh, come back, we're going to continue with your calls, and I have to get this Ron DeSantis audio out for you. At the start of the show, I played Carrie Lake, uh, future governor of Arizona. Carrie Lake's response to the media talking about Trump, you know, disrupting things by talking about stolen elections, and she schooled that media whore on. And it was a guy, so don't don't think that was a sexist comment. She schooled him on what the media does and how the Democrats for the past decade and a half have been talking about stolen elections. But now, now, ooh, you're disrupting the nation. All right, it's 1058. We're way late. We'll be right back here on 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.